Hello everyone! It is Saturday, July 29th. Welcome to Pop Goes the Girls, where we... Two sisters born a decade apart. Take a foray through our respective journeys through pop culture. I'm Daisy Kosh. And I'm Chelsea Davidson. This episode is not sponsored by Nestle Milk Bar. Although it could be. It could be. Despite the fact that we'll be eating it for the entirety of the episode. Hey Nestle, did you hear me? It could be. Yeah. There's room. We'll we, make room. We would love nothing more than to get the British import, like <laughs> British imported Milky Bars. I feel can... like we're a little British imported. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little more than a little. <laughs> Medium amount. Um, oh my god. But yeah. Manufactured. Huge there? fan of Milky Bar. <laughs> it's white chocolate if you if you don't know what a Milky Bar is. Oh, this shit isn't going to last 10 seconds. It is so good. I love it. I thought you said you were going to, like, try to hold off. I have a dirty, rotten liar. We're not even going to get to start. Watch yours. I break mine into pieces to make it last longer. I was smarter about this. You took a bite and you lost half your freaking thing. I'm telling you right now, yours is not safe. Anyway, um, just before we begin, (laughs) spoiler alert, we spoil stuff in our podcast. Spoiler alert. (laughs) This is your spoiler alert now. Yes. For future... Please put your crimes in their locked <laughs> and upright positions. Okay. This plane has flown. Okay, so back on track. This week is roommates week. So naturally we have to discuss pop culture items that involve roommates. So I I just realized something. Neither one of us has ever had a roommate. Unless you count like us. Neither one of us. I've had to share a home with you. It's like a roommate situation. <laughs> okay. I'm not gonna count childhood. <laughs> childhood does not count. Your mom and dad. And, and family, they don't count as, as roommates. But taken out of that context, I've never had a roommate unless you want to count, like, spouses, but I'm not going to. I've, I've lived spouse? alone. Yeah, I lived alone. <laughs> roommates for life! <laughs> I lived alone, and I've lived with two spouses. I've never I've you never, never had a roommate. You never lived with a gal pal? Or I've never had a roommate. A boy no. who's a friend? Yeah, and you've never had a roommate either. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, but we love, roommate. so we love roommates. We love roommates. Uh, items of pop culture. Oh my god, yes. My, one of the things we will be discussing in this episode is actually one of my favorite shows of all time. Like, I, I, I don't think it can be beat. Yeah, for me, it's so high on the list. Is it the first one? Yes. Okay. I I'll, love it so, so much. Be, because you love it so much, I'll let you speak first. Okay. Anyway, uh, each week we talk about pop culture artifacts that shaped us and why they're memorable to us. Oh, right, yes. That's, that's, that's we kind need of to explain what we're going to do, Chelsea. <laughs> We also have a Fan Theory Fight Club, my favorite segment, where we argue the merits or detriments of some of the fan theories surrounding interpreting different pop culture items. And then we'll do a quick round of Twist the Sister, which I think we can agree is our least favorite segment because we're both very stubborn. It's um, not the least favorite segment. I just, I, I know how upset we, you, you get. I don't we, like to see you cry when you lose. That's the problem. That's the problem? You yeah. don't like to see me cry? But but let's. I haven't cried since I watched Yaya's Sisterhood. Let, let's have <laughs> let's have a positive moment. Let's let's talk about your favorite roommate. Hold on, we sitcom. need we need to explain what Twisted Sister is. They know. They okay. know. Move on. One of us. Okay. One of us loves something the other hates or doesn't know anything about or hasn't seen or doesn't care about at all. You know how it goes. And we open it up to a poll for you, our lovely listeners, to decide which sister is right. And it's fine that you pick me. Chelsea wants to make me cry for some reason. I don't know what sadist bone in her body makes her want to do that. But I'm not a masochist, so I'll just accept the love. Can I have your Milky Bar? No, you can't have my Milky Bar. You already ate yours, and we're not even on. We're artifacts. It's so good. Oh, my God. Are you sure? You You can have a piece. I can have a piece? You can find the biggest piece, because I know that's what you really want. Yeah, let's let's, let's do a, a deep dive. And make it last. Treat it like it's cheese and you are a tiny, tiny cheese? mouse. Cheese? Do you see how I eat cheese? It'll you be gone ti- like the Milky Bar. You are a tiny, tiny mouse <laughs> and this is your cheese. 
Anyway. Oh, no, I'm the big We are going to city. start off with our pop culture artifact, which, for this week, to open us up, is New Girl. You know what? I want to live here. Actually, I, I still have some questions. I mean, like, no offense, but we barely know you. Yeah, okay, yeah. So, um, full disclosure, I'm uh, kind of emotional right now because of the breakup, so I'll probably be watching Dirty Dancing at least six or seven times a day. Um, I'm a teacher, so I, I bring home a lot of popsicle sticks, stuff like that. Also, I like to sing to myself a lot. A lot. I'm tired of living with my friend. She's a model. All our friends are models. Uh, how soon can you move in? Actually, Schmidt, slow Not up. Okay, uh, can you give us a second? I just gotta, gotta talk to my boys. Who's that girl? It's Jess. <laughs> um, so I would argue it's like the best sitcom of all time. I don't care about anyone was Seinfeld. What about Wrong, Friends? but okay. What about Friends? What about Big Bang? Like, I don't care. You're I don't just want to obsessed hear anything. with the love story. I love New Girl so much. I love New Girl for so many reasons. One of the I main ones, as you said, is. one of your main, one of my main reasons is I do love the love story. That there, there's multiple love stories that I absolutely love in it. Um, More I, importantly, I would argue that it's Cece's love story or Jess's love Jess's story. Jess's love story. Okay, All right. but. Um, uh, I would argue that it has the single most hottest kiss in TV history, especially for a sitcom. I disagree. Uh, cause that, that shit, like, that, that's lighting icebergs on fire. So, um, I also loved how it's structured in a way that I've always, I've always enjoyed shows where there's a lot of dialogue. That's why I liked Gilmore Girls, like, it was very witty, fast-paced banter. And I find... I find. And I find that when you watch New Girl, there are so many jokes being told in every episode that every time you watch it, you're laughing at a different person. Like, you'll hear a joke that Max Greenfield's character Schmidt says, and you'll find that funny one time, and then you'll watch this episode again in, I don't know, a year or six months or the next week if you're really binge-watching, and you won't laugh at his joke. You'll find that Jake Johnson, who plays Nick, you'll find his joke funny, or you'll find Jess's, you know, joke funny, which is Zoe Deschanel. Um, but the whole premise, before I get it's into it... It's a great it, ensemble cast. I'm, yeah, I'm an amazing ensemble. Um, the show, uh, the story of the show is that Zoe Deschanel's character, Jess, breaks up with her boyfriend and needs a place to stay. She thinks, that when she finds this Craig's ad, that she's going to be rooming with a bunch of women. She gets there, and it's three guys. Now, the three guys change after the pilot, just because it's pilot. It's pilot and you, season, and you know and they what decided happens. to, oh shit, it got picked up? Oh, well, I'm already committed to something else. Yeah. Um, thank you. Uh, what's his name? Damon Wayans Jr.? Yeah. Yeah. Who comes back into the series, by the way. Yes, he does come back. Multiple times. Um, but, yeah, it's just basically, she moves in with them, and they have to figure out this whole dynamic, you know, they don't really like living with a girl, they don't know if it's a good idea, and the only person who's really lived with a girl before is Nick, who is Jake Johnson, the, like, I mean, Jake Johnson, the actor, like, Jake Johnson as an actor? Yes. Has moved in with a girl before? Really? (laughs) That's shocking news to me. So, Nick has lived with his girlfriend. He's like, I know how it is when you live with a woman. You know, there's pros and cons to it. All these different things. Long story short, she ends up living with them. And over the course of, it's, I think it's seven seasons. um, A lot of ups and downs. People break up. People, you know, get together. Uh, There's jokes. There's death. uh, All sorts of stuff. Um, But I am there, as you know, I'm there for the spoiler alert the Nick and Jess love story, I am there so hard that, like, I, I read behind-the-scenes stuff for it all the time 
and they talk about the fact that they weren't allowed to be near each other because their chemistry was that strong. That Too they, much chemistry! Stay yeah, away from her! They, they literally yeah. were yeah. kept apart, and I think that is, like, the most amazing thing ever because Just the two actors. actors, the actors had that much in common and, like, uh, like amazing repartee with each other mm-hmm. that they were like, you can't be near each other. We need to hold off until we actually start making it a part of the breaking series. breaking news for you. Important no, you don't. breaking news. Jake Johnson, in fact... Not only has he lived with a girl before, he's married. And to has a woman? Two, and has two children, both female. I know. Two daughters. He lives with he's three women. He's surrounded by women. <laughs> You're he's a dick. the new boy. <laughs> You're such a dick. <laughs> anyway, um, I also appreciate, though, Max Greenfield, who plays Schmidt in it. I genuinely believe that Max Greenfield is, in fact, Schmidt. Because he plays <laughs> other roles, and I still see Schmidt within the role. Yeah. And it's, it's part it's, of his personality. It's not like I'm blind. It's like I'm watching it, and I'm like, you could switch this guy out, and he could play the same role. Because I think there's a little part of Max Greenfield who is the character. He very much acts the way his character does. Is it my turn? One sec. <laughs> so, um, no. <laughs> as I mentioned before... Um, that, like, Pacey Witter and Spike from Buffy are, like, one of the fictional loves oh of my, my life. Nick There's Miller, Nick Miller is, is right there in, in the triad. I'm sorry, foursome. Let's make it a foursome. In the triad. What is it, an orgy of yeah. fictional men? We're going into the orgy territory, slowly um, but surely. Yeah, it's the orgy of fictional men. It's a triad of beautiful fictional men for me. It, you've got, like, Pacey, Spike, and Nick, and they just hold each other up on the shelf. How do you feel about them in other things? Like, I like Jake Johnson's other stuff. I also love that he gets to play Spider-Man. He's great in the Spider-Man, in the, the animated yeah, one. Yeah, I absolutely love that. I like Max Greenfield's on his own as well. I've seen him in other stuff. I liked him in Veronica Mars when he was in that. What about The Affair? Did you like Pacey in The Affair? I, I just call him Pacey now. I'm oh, so Joshua sorry. Jackson? Did you like him I liked him in other stuff. I was devastated when I watched Andre. Just because, like, oh, he was yeah. cute, but, like, he's doing such stupid shit, and I'm like, come on, Joshua Jackson, you know better. Yeah, I forgot he was in that. Um, he was a baby. I know, that. that was, like, Mighty Ducks time. Yeah. Um, I think but yeah, before Mighty Ducks. Uh, and I, I like James Marsden. I liked him in P.S. I Love You, despite the fact James that... James Marsden? No, not James Marsden. James Mar... His name is, like, Marsters. That's it. Marsters. Who told him? Spike. Oh, oh, okay. James Marsters. Marsden is a different guy. We like him too, but completely off topic. He's always in a love triangle. He, um... James Marston. James Marsters, who plays Spike in Buffy. Uh, I liked him in P.S. I Love You, even though I don't like P.S. I Love You. He was you. in P.S. I Love You? Yes! He's got brown hair in it. I understand why you'd be confused. Oh, yeah. You're so used to the white hair. I am. The bleach. I am. But you're I'm like, so who is this to, guy? To the blonde. But yeah, it's so weird when I see him in, like, I don't see him in real life, like, he's my neighbor, but, like, when you see him on the street, you're like, that's not Spike. But you're like, but he looks like Spike. It's it a, is it's Spike. It's a confusing sort of moment for you. Yeah. I had that same moment with mom the other day. She had a towel on her head, and I'm so used to the blonde hair that she looked like a nun. And I was like, who are you? And then I, had, I was like, oh, it's you. <laughs> I wasn't fully paying attention. I, I would be a little bit more afraid of who's <laughs> in my fucking house if not, if not someone who's supposed to be here. I was like, who are you? And then it hit me. Oh, it's just the nun I ordered for the exorcism. <laughs> But yeah, oh um, last thing, uh, I don't know if you agree I don't with me that. for this. I don't in, believe in, that's the last in, thing. In New Girl, don't you love how Nick Take and Schmidt are away. with each other? Take your chocolate away. Have you eaten? You ate all my chocolate. You left a crumb for me. You ate a piece of my food that was bigger than the piece that is left. You heathen. <laughs> don't you know the chocolate rules? The chocolate rules? Yeah. yeah. The rules are if you don't grab it, it <laughs> it's gone. gone. It's gone, girl. <laughs> <laughs> You're so mean. Anyway, 
you can hear me eating the tiny bit of chocolate she left me. I think it's time for me to talk. I think your anyway, mouth's too full with chocolate. I wasn't I sure if you knew this, but... Did you know that white well, chocolate contains this, vegetable course, fat in addition to cocoa butter? Yeah. Hmm. Stuff me with that fat. <laughs> yeah. Stuff me and, with some Milky Bar. Um, Nick Miller, don't you love Nick and Schmidt's, like, bromance within it? I love it so much, because I feel like they're like that in real I, life. I don't get a chance to answer. So much so that they still make jokes about it, referencing it to this Jesus day. Like, you know Christ. how they, like, slap each other a little bit in the show? Like, he's like, you know, don't Fredo kiss me, and he, like, yeah. slaps him. Yeah. The other day, Jake Johnson posted a video of these two men just literally slapping each other. It looks like, like, this is, like, the middle of a field, like, in Asia somewhere, that these men are just slapping each other. And he's turned around, he goes, I miss old times. And then he added Max Greenfield. Yeah. And I love it so much because it's such a reference to the show. Yeah. I love it. I love New Girl. What I love like about thing. it, what I like about it is that it is, typically when you see shows that are very interrelated with, with uh, story back and forth, it's very woman focused. Yes. This is one of the few shows mm -hmm. where it's men that are having conversations and talking and bonding. Yeah. And it, but it's reality to a certain extent, because it's fucking crazy. And, like, it, 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 it is chaotic. I have to tell you something really It is fun. a very chaotic show, because, like, shit is happening all the time. They talk over each other, but they're all fucking crazy. They make up their own games, as guys True do. American. One, two, three, but four, guys JK, do. FDR. Guys like, there's, do There's, there's no rules. Shit. There are no rules to True American. And, yeah, so, anyway, that's, long story short. That's it's actually not, not true. There are rules to it. You can get a blanket oh with it on it. I really want that blanket. I gotta get that blanket. So, not really an artifact for me because I watched it when it came out and I was- I did too. I was kind of old. We were older. Point. Well, you significantly older We than were me. older. There's a fucking huge age difference yeah. between the two of us. <laughs> the generation between we us. We were older. We watched it at the same You're, time. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't count. It does You to were me. young, so it's an appropriate time. And I, I was, was like 11. I was like 11 or 12 when I started watching it. And I was a you touch were older. 20. <laughs> and I didn't even watch it when it first came out either. So I was even older. I watched it like in reruns and stuff and then yeah. kind of picked up oh, from there. Oh, but yeah. You Do you remember? I think it's in the first yeah. season. Do you great remember? Great roommate. Great roommate. Yeah. Uh, sitcom. I love their I roommate dynamic. Um, what's his name? Lamar. Winston, who's Lamar Morris. Lamar yeah. Morris, yes. I think he's absolutely hilarious because he is naturally very funny. And yeah. he ad libs a lot of. Albeit a little bit stupid shit, yeah. but but really great lines yeah. in the show, and he doesn't have the same camaraderie I find as there is between Nick and Schmidt. Yeah, but because he's kind of the third wheel, he he, he gets to like do his own he's shit. He's play. It's like he's playing it with an imaginary friend. Let's stop talking about this because there's a pressing matter. I found out how many freaking fan theories we're really contending with this week. Yes. So, so we're going to be I, talking about what now? We're going to be talking about friends. Yeah, about telling mom and dad. I was thinking about maybe writing a letter. But you know what? Well, that's it. You've had your chance. What? Mom, dad, Ross smoked pot in college. What? <laughs> you are such a tattletale. <laughs> mom, dad, <laughs> you remember that, that time you walked in my room and smelled marijuana? Yes. yes. Well, I told you it was Chandler who was smoking the pot, but it was me. I'm sorry. It was you? And, Dad, you know that mailman that you got fired? He didn't steal your Playboys. Ross did. <laughs> yeah, well, Hurricane Gloria didn't break the porch swing, Monica did. <laughs> Ross hasn't worked at the museum 
for a year. <laughs> Monica and Chandler are living together. Ross <laughs> married Rachel in Vegas and got divorced again. <laughs> to get in 30 seconds. Okay, I love Friends. It's one we, of my We both love Friends. Friends is one of the best shows ever. Friends is, a, is for me, an artifact. Yeah. This is what I would it's argue It's an artifact is, for me, too, because I watched it when I was younger. It's the best younger roommate, than I should have. Best roommate sitcom of all time. Well, I think New Girl is, but, you know, no, But you're wrong. Us, that's okay. It's fine that you're wrong. There's a it's reason... Okay. There's a reason it says... Uh, better than friends on the cover of season one of new girl when you buy the dvd what drunk critic wrote that a critic that knows me and was gets it you me. did you write it yourself yeah you, and I got, you know what Sharpie? i did such a good job that they printed it on the front of season one chelsea before oh i'd even God. seen it they knew and they, they just they took care of it for me do you want to explain friends do i need to explain okay if, if you, you haven't seen under friends. a rock it is about six friends like the name implies in their 20s who decide to you know hook up be friends um they live in each other's apartments they're they're figuring out their work lives and professional lives as well as their personal lives and it's about the time in your life where your friends are your family that's the essence of the show and then yeah. the show ends 10 years later when they actually start building families for themselves the actors not and the friends themselves no. <laughs> yeah no, the it overlaps themselves. with both of them no they had, both of no, them they did. had children they all had children not all of them yes most of them Mo not okay all of them fine not all of them but most of the characters and most of the actors were all kind of built doing their, their own families shit. got married well one of them got married yeah, okay. And another one got married. Okay. And I'm pretty sure another one got married. Like, how many do I have to go... Whatever. It's friends. It's about friends in their 20s. Friends Moving are on. your family. You got Jennifer Aniston. They know who okay. they are. Fine. You have a long Fine. ass I theory. I won't mention the actors and How actresses. many theories are you okay. really throwing so out So I will here? be discussing 11 different friends oh theories. But I would like to point out that two of them are actually connected in a certain way. So, the first one, I'm going to just get started. Do I just so, say true or false? Spoiler alert for any of these. If you haven't seen Friends or you haven't seen all of Friends, I'm going to ruin the shit out of it. So, don't, like, continue listening if you're invested run. in finding out stuff. You heard 11 fan theories, right? So, just run. So, the first... You're allowed to. I'm stuck here. I'm never going to get through them if you keep <laughs> making jokes. So, the first fan theory is that you know the biggest, like, argument ever, you know, were they on a break? So, Ross cheated on Rachel cheated in quotes if you're one of those that believes Ross, uh, because Carol taught him a different meaning of the word break. So, in the first season, I think it is, Ross says that he only ever slept with Carol, then they were married, he's only ever slept with one woman. Yet later in the series, it's revealed when Chandler and Ross are having a fight at one point, he tries to say that Chandler slept in college, that Chandler slept with the cleaning lady, and Chandler says, that was you. Which implies that at some point during college, when he was supposed to be with Carol, he slept with another woman. Now, this implies that at some point, when Ross and Carol were together, they went on some sort of break. And when they were on said break, Ross 
was under the impression that it was fine to go see other people, and that's why he sleeps with the cleaning lady in college before they eventually get back together, get married, and then get divorced, as everyone knows from the premiere of Friends. So that's the first theory. So that's... The theory is that The theory is that Ross, can, Ross, the doctor, doesn't understand the term break. Because Carol made him think break was like a breakup, not break as in time apart, we're still okay. loyal. I say no, continue. Theory number two. You don't see Ben very much later in the series, who is Ross's son. Now this theory suggests that Ross Just actually lost custody of Ben. He lost custody of Ben later in the series, which is why you never see him. Now, this is due primarily to his erratic behavior later. He's a terrible father. So, this is some of the stuff that he does that could make him lose custody of Ben. He asks a a self-defense instructor to help him scare women. He tried to (laughs) kiss his first cousin. Yes. He dated his students. Yeah. He signed off work due to rage. Yeah. And he objected to a male nanny. And is on medication for it. Yes. And he objects to a male nanny. All of which are things that, if you line them up, make him look pretty bad as a father. So it's speculated that you don't see Ben later because Carol gets custody of Ben. I hope that's true. Um, I hope The other that's theory true. that's connected to this is that Ross abandons Ben to a certain extent to focus on the new family with Rachel. Which is something that Janice speaks to Rachel about. When Rachel has her baby with Ross, spoiler alert... Janice says to her, oh, you think this is how it's going to be until he goes and finds his real family, and then you'll be left on your own, so be prepared for it. Yeah. (laughs) Well, this theory suggests that his real family was, in fact, Emma and Rachel, and he abandons Ben for said new family. Yeah, he already has done exactly what Janice said. Yeah, he does what Janice says. He's done it already. He's done it in this case. Yeah. He Um, picked Rachel, though. Exactly. The next theory is that Richard, who is Tom Selleck... Oh, I love this part of the series. Okay. He actually knew that Chandler was going to propose to Monica before he proposed. Now, this comes up because Chandler, at the start of the episode where he proposes to Monica... Another spoiler. Unpopular theory, by the way. Um, um, some people say that she should have picked Richard over Chandler. That's not a theory. That's just some bullshit someone tries to spew every once in a while. I kind of... I Sometimes I feel like... Yeah. Based based on, like, what is proposed to her? Yeah. Anyway. Pick Richard. Anyway, so Richard knows that Chandler's going to propose because um, at the restaurant, th- this is also connected to the fact that Richard proposes first. He tries to get in there before Chandler does. Yes. Now, this is connected to, at the start of the episode, you see Chandler check the ring in his pocket. Like, he's like, oh, okay, I'm going to propose, but he's super nervous, as Chandler always is. Puts the So, hold on. You think box. Richard intentionally then showed up? No, the no, where he no, 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 no. That was an accident. Yes, but he proposes to Monica on purpose because I'm going to get to it. Anyway, so when <laughs> they spot Richard and Chandler's in a panic, they kind of do like a half hug, but you see that his hand is on the side where the pocket is, so he'd feel like a ring box in that pocket. And he knew what was going to happen. And he couldn't sense what's going to happen on the stage because okay. they know it's a fancy restaurant. That's why so he Richard also moves his like, table this is my over. chance. This is why he moves his table closer to also prohibit him from really getting the mood that he wants to set for the mm-hmm. proposal. Then later, of course, he proposes to Monica first, hoping that she would... He always intimidated Chandler as well. Yes, hoping that that would be the end result, right? I'm okay with that theory, but I really like Richard. Anyway, um, 
the next one. This one I feel like is very clearly accurate. Monica says that she had the best sex of her life with Chandler, right? Mm -hmm. Well, of course she's gonna have the best sex of her life with Chandler. She literally tells Chandler exactly what gets her going. In the iconic, for me it's iconic, the seven scene where she talks about the seven yeah. erogenous zones. She teaches She him. lists. She says her own thing. Like, yeah. she goes, Here's we'll do a pattern. three and then a five. And, like, he's got that in front of him. He's got the drawing. And then he just has to commit that to there's memory. And then sleep with it. There's 11 erogenous Seven. Oh, right. There's oh, 11, right. There's an 11 theories, Chelsea. Sorry. Seven erogenous zones. She goes, yeah. And that's yeah. a pretty important one. Oh, right, that one's upside down. Yeah. Sometimes that helps. Yeah. Yeah. And then she goes, ooh, scene. toes. Great. For some people. Great. Yeah, I love great it. Scene. I think it's one of Monica's funniest moments. It cracks me up every time I see it. Um, anyway, of course, he's gonna be the best sex of her life. She literally told him exactly what she wanted, and Good then he theory. just commits it to memory. I like that one. Yes. Um, next. Ross and Rachel. This one is a bit more superstitious. Ross and Rachel were actually cursed for seven years, starting at the pilot episode of the series, because that umbrella opening in some superstitions, seven <gasps> years of bad luck. I like this now, theory. the pilot. Right? Yes, hold on. Pilot, for those who haven't seen the series, right at, in, like, the initial episode of the series. Like, two minutes into the series. Ross walks in, and... When he goes to, to sh I think, No, Ra or? Rachel comes in after Ross, but yeah. he's just holding an umbrella because it's raining outside. And when he goes to say hi to her, he's holding an umbrella, and the umbrella pops open. And he has to quickly close and it. Hits, hits almost hits Rachel, or does hit Rachel. It, it does kind of hit her, because she's Cause wearing she's a giant wedding, wedding dress. Yeah. So, the theory... So they've both been touched by the bad luck. Yes. Now, the umbrella... I love this theory. The, the umbrella That's opens on September 22nd, 1994, which okay. means... That around the time of this bad luck ending would be right before Rachel announces her pregnancy to Ross and lets him know that she's pregnant with his child. And that's when all of her that, good luck happens. That occurs September twenty seventh. Professionally, that occurs, life gets better. That occurs September twenty seventh, two thousand and one, which would be seven years almost exactly. I like this theory. I know, right? Good theory. I really liked it. I say yes, a hundred percent yes. Okay. And like all of his problems seem to start going away once they're yeah. in a decent place. Yeah. Emma, re Emma really saves people, both of them. They stop fighting. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's friends, one of the few relationships the friends group. saved by a baby. Yeah. <laughs> by an accidental pregnancy. Yeah. Um, the next theory, theory number seven, is that the friends, the group of friends themselves, all six of, six of them, mm -hmm. always get the same spot in Central Park. How would they always get the same spot? Well, it's shown in the past that there's reserve signs on some tables. Well, th this theory suggests that because Gunther's obsessed with Rachel, that he always has the reserve sign there. So, people always assume that it's reserved for someone, and when they show up at random times, if he always has it reserved, that's why they're always able to get the spot. He's always hoping that she will come in so he can talk to her, so he can see her. Rebuttal. Rebuttal. What about when uh, they go in one day, There, twice that there's this happens in the series, they go in and this the, the spot, is taken. spot is taken, and then they actually have a fight. With the uh, yeah between the two boys and uh, <laughs> the two boys, what are their names? The, the men, the, yeah, the two, um, the guys who are trying to pick on them. Yeah, it, well, it's um no 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 they no no the two friends. Why am I not able to tell you Chandler and, and Ross? It's Ross. Yeah, it's not Joey, right? No, it's not Joey. Because okay. Joey's the one that would be able to fight them. They're the ones that are chickening out. They're yeah. like, you know, it's not cool, man. Give me my hat back. Yeah, they take his like, hat. Like, what are you gonna do? Like, like they yeah. are actively bullied. Well, Gunther's got to be sick at some point, right? Gunther's got to be late. Or he's got to go get his hair dyed. Yeah, he's got to go get his hair dyed. <laughs> he's not gonna be there all the time. But it uh. explains how even in situations where they just show up randomly, right? They just go to the coffee. By the house. way, Gunther is the, is the 
I believe, owner the barista or, manager or manager of the, the Central, Central Park, Park coffee house that they go to. But that suggests that, because people were and wondering, like, Rachel. people wonder, you know, how do they just come at random times and they always get that spot? So you think that there's he always reserve, a reserve He there. always tries to reserve it in case Rachel comes in so he can talk to her so he can be around her because he's obsessed with her. And these fucking narcissistic assholes who don't understand that he's in love with her just walk on in yeah. and remove the reserve sign and sit down, not aware that it's, you know, they just assume that it's reserved for them. Yeah. Um, the next one is that Erica, who is on Ferris that she actually knows that she's having twins and keeps it from Chandler and Monica to keep them from backing out. Now, it's it's clear that um, she's not the brightest bulb in the tanning bed, no. but they've turned around and said, you know, the adoption agency would have known this, she would have known this, doctors know this, that she's having two. The only people who don't know this are Chandler and Monica and possibly Erica. Well, it's assumed that based... How would the adoption agency know? Because they'd have to say, hey, are you willing to take two kids on? Because she's having twins. Yeah, but she doesn't know. But that's the thing. They, because they're not going to have this kind of screw-up. They're not going to turn around and say that she's only having one. They'd know that she's having two because, you know, they'd have that kind of communication. Anyway, the point is, they think that she tried to keep it to keep them from backing out, especially considering... Chandler's reaction when they find out that they are having two kids, he kind of has a little, like, freak-out moment, especially for Chandler, but he, like, calms Chandler, down. Chandler, who doesn't, who, afraid of commitment, Chandler. Yeah. All the way through the series. Like, it, it's amazing how he continues to grow, despite being terrified of commitment the yeah. entire time. Yeah. Anyway, go on. Um, they think that I don't she kind of lies. I by the way. I, I just think That's she's fine. really ditzy. Uh... This other theory is something that I feel like it was confirmed at some point, otherwise I've just read this wrong. So, uh, Monica, Rachel, and Phoebe all experience motherhood in a different way, or pregnancy at least, in a different way within mm -hmm. the series. And it is theorized that this was deliberately planned by the writers to show that there are different routes to motherhood. I like this theory. And that I there are different right. routes to motherhood. Um, you have adoption for Monica, single motherhood for Rachel, and surrogacy for Phoebe. And that yeah. this was deliberately planned to show that they're all viable options yeah. to get yourself to motherhood or go through pregnancy. Um, theory number 10 is that Phoebe is a secret genius with zero ambition. Oh, so, I, there's no question in my mind. So some of the stuff that Phoebe does within the show shows that she's way smarter than she receives credit for. Oh, yeah. One of which is one of the like highlights of this is that she almost convinces Ross, who's a paleontologist, that evolution is a flawed theory. <laughs> And uh, she tricks Chandler into admitting that he's dating Monica. She refers to herself as the puppet master after Rachel has Emma. She tries... There's, there's an alternative reality episode in this where she's a high-powered... Is it a stockbroker or a lawyer? I think she's a stockbroker. Regardless, she is somebody that professionally she would have required a lot of education to get to the position that she was in. And she plays the part so perfectly and so hilarious, hilariously, but I, I at no point doubt it because she's still exactly like her Phoebe character. Yeah. Even though she's, she's just a little more, role. she's a little more cutthroat, a little less yeah. bubbly. So I completely agree with this theory. I wasn't done telling you all the other things that she does that make her seem way more oh smarter. God, she speaks French. She the, teaches French. Shut up. <laughs> I'm trying to get to things. I like this show so, a lot, so um, she pardon also, me. She also tries to get Ross and Rachel back together by setting them up on bad dates, 
Which is something that you just do anyway. She's for a your manipulator. Friend. And she also speaks fluent French, like you mentioned, <laughs> despite the fact that she doesn't actually go to high she school. She has no education. She doesn't go to high school, yeah. yet she can speak fluent French. Where did yeah. she learn that? She didn't go to Paris. Yeah. Um, and the final theory is that. She's taught herself guitar. And the final theory is connected to one of the most iconic episodes ever where they switch apartments. Um, is that Chandler deliberately tricks Monica, specifically, into betting the apartment. Now, if you watch this... Wait, what? This is a different theory? This is separate to Phoebe being a genius? Yes, this oh, is the I, final theory. Phoebe's an evil genius. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's there a genius with question. zero ambition. That's the theory. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The final theory is that Chandler deliberately tricks Monica into giving up the apartment, betting it, specifically. Mm -hmm. Now... At the start of this episode, if you recall, they try to say that they know the girls better because they know what's going to be in their shopping bag. Yeah. But at one of the points when Ross is pretending to do like a game show host voice, Chandler leans forward and he says, stop that now. And when he does that, you see that he looks into the bag. And I thought this was bullshit. So I went back. Into what bag? The shopping bag where all of the items are. So Chandler cheats. Oh. He sees everything that's in that bag, or at least stuff that he's not certain about. And is able to then pretend that he knows everything about them and use that against them to get Monica all fired up because you've seen how competitive Monica is. Yes. So then when he turns around and suggests the whole bet in the first place that, you know, the stakes are, you know, if we win, you get rid of the, the rooster. And then he says, if we win, we get your apartment. And because Monica wants to prove herself, she says, deal. He suggests the apartment and he cheats to get her all fired up. So he deliberately tricks her into betting the apartment. Well, ha but he doesn't have the answers to the questions. He doesn't know what questions are going to come out of But Ross's. he cheats initially to get her fired up so that she's willing to bet it in the first place because he wants the apartment. I, I can buy He's willing to take the risk with the second round because of how he cheated in the first one. He, you think that he... He got his foot in the door. You think that he might cheat he che again. He cheated to get his foot in the door. Yeah. And then he wants to move all this stuff into the apartment. The so he's willing to take the risk with the second round. I am very much... I, what All I've learned from this is that I'm very much like Monica because I am extremely competitive, but I would never, ever bet anything where I was not 100% certain I could win. Yeah. I, I don't make risky bets. I am like, nope, we're not playing that game. Yeah. So if I say I bet you... Be scared, because I know that I'm right. <laughs> and and you should not bet me. You should not bet me. It's a very dangerous game we play. I don't know if I buy that last theory. I feel like half of it I, I agree with. But the whole, like, tricking her into the apartment thing. No, like, just get her fired up in general, and, and she'll bet <laughs> stupidly. Like, she's not, she's not the greatest at... at uh, handling Controlling her, herself? Handling her emotions, let's say. But yeah, when I read the 11 theories, some of them spoke to me. I was like, that is true. You know, Phoebe is totally this a is genius. This is a ton of fan theories. I, I also liked that they had seven years bad luck, possibly. I liked, of course, like, it's very obvious. Of course, I Monica's, Monica's going to have the best sex with Chandler. She told him what she wants. Immediately the best. The Richard one I also yeah. was down for because he, you can see that yeah. he does feel that ring. Yeah. So I've that watched would be this why show he goes, so much. Like, he does a complete U-turn and is like, I want to marry you. I'll have kids. I'll do what you want. I have watched this show so incredibly much that every single thing you've said, you I can, can see it. I can play through the episode in my mind. There's I've done it wrong. too. This when space. I was, when I was it, it's got film reels when you should have it other is. information. This is where the, yeah. I should keep the important shit. This is why I can't remember my grocery list. Just a list. highlight reel of friends. No idea what <laughs> I want. This is why I keep forgetting eggs, people. I go out and I don't buy the eggs. It's because Monica and Chandler are up here. Yeah. 
<laughs> but I'd Excuse say me. about half of them I was down for. Some of them I was like, well, that could definitely be possible. But, like, there's no real solid proof to be like, well, yeah. Like, I think that it could, it's very well possible with the... Otherwise, it's just a plot hole with the Ross, you know, not understanding the meaning of what break is. If Carol and him had a break in college and it meant a breakup versus a break as in we're taking time apart but we're still being faithful. I just go with the theory that Ross is Shit. scum. And yeah, he's a <laughs> shit human being. Yeah, he's just someone tweeted. Terrible. Someone tweeted the other day. Who, who uh, I saw that. Which yeah. friend is the which, worst which, friend? Which friend's character do you hate the most, Ross? Which one do you relate to most, Ross? And I was yeah. like, that's just something about your character that yourself that you hate yeah. yourself. No, I loved. I loved. I read the exact same thing. Yeah. And I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was funny, but I was like, God, that's rough. Yeah. To yeah. Feel like you relate to Ross the most. Um, it's easy yeah. to relate to Ross the most. Yeah. It is. It's scary how easy it is. <laughs> like, think about your life and then try to compare it to all the other ones, and I bet you Ross will be the one that you compare yourself to most. No. No, of course not. I've thought about it enough that no. <laughs> okay. Moving on! On to our Twist the Sister segment. Now, this should be a relatively easy one for you because I just need you to convince me to rewatch it. Stop telling me every time it's my turn to Twist the Sister that this will be easy because I'm going to give this one to you. Well, I'm making it clear that you don't have to <sighs> fight uphill. You're on, like, almost like a plane. Like, it's almost flatland. You're nearly on a plateau. All right, so the show we're talking about is Will and Grace. So I'm at the ATM trying to get 20 bucks to get us some coffee. And it spits out this piece of paper that says funds not available. So I'm like, I don't think so. <laughs> and the guy who lives under the envelope table starts giggling at me. <laughs> anyway, I stick my card back in and this time it eats my card and tells me that I am thousands of dollars overdrawn. Thousands. So, no coffee? <laughs> Like, I can't even do the... It goes you can't so fast. do the theme song? To, yeah, Will and Grace is not a song... It's not a theme song that... It's not like You Friends. can't do it. Yeah. Yeah, like... I just tried to do it. I You need someone doing the other part. Yeah, you have to have somebody... Because it's like... It's like dueling pianos. It almost sounds like Mario when you try doing it yourself. It's dueling pianos. Like, it does... It sounds How about we not try to do it Yeah, let's stop doing it. Let's just not. Okay. So, Will and Grace... I'm kind of going to explain the show a little bit while sure. I try to twist you. So I won't remind do me this. what we're discussing. <laughs> well, Grace, I'm I'm trying to twist you in. I don't quite know. I'm just trying to tell you that the show is worth your. I haven't seen the show since I was like eight, and at the time, oh I, Jesus! I okay. Wanna, I want to point out I loved Jack. Oh. Who is just uh, Jack? Sean Hayes. I loved it. I specifically love the coffee scene. Like he's so I fast. It's you, so awesome. Yes. Before you ever watched Will and Grace, I believe I showed you this. It was single, after. Is it? Was it yeah. Really? And it was because I was using the "I told you so" gif. Yes. Because told of you so. My best friend. So. My best friend. I said a guy was interested so. in her. She didn't believe me. And then when she said that he asked her out, I sent her the gif from Will and Grace that I told Not you so. Not knowing where it was from, I'm pretty sure. No, I didn't know where it was from because oh. I was older than eight when she got a boyfriend. Oh, that's true. Um, okay. But you sent you sent me that at the same time, and I said, oh my god, I remember this. And I just rewatched it, because it's so Just funny. for context, um, I told you so is what um, Grace's mother always Deborah Messing. Said. The, the great Debbie Reynolds plays De Deborah Messing's, um, Grace's mom yeah. on the show, and she always says, I told you so, and does like a little dance and everything. Told yeah. you so. Like, she just rubs it in. Yeah, it's great. But I remember when I watched it, I love Jack. <laughs> That was the I most also, unconvincing it's great I've ever heard. Yeah, it's great. Okay. No, I wanted to quickly say the things that I oh. remember from the time so that you know where you're fighting no, me on No, this. no, no. 
I don't need but to. I, don't I love need Jack, to. so you don't have to convince me on Sean Hayes' part. Will I loved, and I thought he was like the only sane one when watching it. I was like, they're all crazy. Yeah, Will is kind of bankrolling their insanity. Yeah. Oh, no, that's not true. I love him Karen so much. Karen's I, husband. I do. Um, Karen, who is Megan Mullally, oh my I God. thought that she was really funny, but I also thought she was freaking batshit crazy. Yeah, she, this girl's she is. nuts. And then Grace, for She's me, a real housewife. at the time, I don't, know, I don't know why, but Grace felt really unrelatable, which isn't fair to Deborah Messing, because I love Deborah Messing, and I love roles that she's done, but Grace just never felt relatable to me when I was watching it, and I don't know if it's because I was eight, or what? I, just, I think you might relate more to her now, because you're older. Yeah. It's it's the, the young woman's ambition that she has, like, she does want to do something with her life, she has her own company, she's working her way up, but, like, and she I literally that cannot... I loved her relationship with Will. I love their friendship. She that literally, was basically it. She literally cannot afford to pay a, a receptionist, mm. and so that's why she hires Karen, because Karen doesn't cash her checks. It's mm. just too much work for her. So, so she never, ever cashes a single check that she... Anyway, I love Will and Grace. I think it's an extremely good show. Um, it... It's yet another roommate sitcom set in New York. Um, so you got okay. LA, New York, New York. That's what we call it. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Where, where else? Stop it's always spreading the, the It's news. always the metropolitan. New York is like such an, an apartment type of city anyway. Anyway. Because no one can afford to live alone. Sure. Why not? Okay. So two. That's true everywhere now. <laughs> so two reasons why I think Will and Grace is worth the rewatch. One is because of its impact historically. And... Do you mean it, culturally or historically? Historically. Okay. And its delivery within the context of the show. So this show is extremely, like looking at the history of television, this show is an extremely brave show because of its timing. And you might say it's unfortunate timing, but it came out during the fallout of Ellen. And I don't know if you remember this, but, but before Ellen DeGeneres was a talk show host, she was a comedian and Yeah, I remember star. her show. I enjoyed her show. You watched reruns. No, I watched. Didn't you? Uh, you, don't you weren't own it? alive. Don't you? Own you it? had to have watched reruns. Don't you own it? I watched yes. it when you got yes, it. Yes, I did. You, I do. you either own it or you rented I, it from the library. I, own, I watched it. I own. Yes, I do. I, I love that. Isn't it Laura Dern? Is her girlfriend? Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. So in the show, that's where not I'm real going life. To that. Laura Dern is straight, as far as I know. <laughs> so something happened in the '90s where they just handed sitcoms to stand-up comics. But Ellen DeGeneres famously came out in what was called the puppy episode. Yes. With where Laura Dern plays the woman who becomes her girlfriend. Yeah. And she admits at that point that she's gay, but it was it was not just a pronouncing of the character on the show. It being was gay. her coming out as well. It, it was Ellen DeGeneres coming out as gay. And people lost their shit. Well, it was a huge hit. That episode had the most watched, and and they and it's because people were fans was, and people were hating, so no, everyone no. was watching it. Hold on, hold on. This is where the history comes in. So it was an extremely popular episode, and they got the viewership because people were so intrigued and really wanted to know what was going to come of it. But at the same time, it was like watching a car wreck because what happened afterwards was really sad. All of the show's advertising pulled out, and yeah. the series basically collapsed because they had no funding yeah. anymore. You can't do a series if you have no In money. In a very homophobic turn of events, Ellen DeGeneres' career you know, went... The Downhill. Way of the dinosaur for, for a while, and then eventually she became a talk show host, and everything was fine. Well, not everything was fine, but things improved for her for quite a while to the point that she's not worried about finances anymore. Anyway, I remember, Q, I remember seeing the Oprah interview. Yes, yes. Q, Will, and Grace. Like, whatever. So, so that's just happened with Ellen DeGeneres, right? Q, Will, and Grace. That is when this series comes Gay out. Gay Bestie and his gal pal. They intentionally 
put a straight guy into the role of Will because the the execs were or like the producers and behind the scenes did not want people to be too offended. They didn't want to make anyone too nervous. They were like, no, he's really straight. They didn't want a real gay person to play a gay person. And the pilot even left some people confused about why. What what's the issue between Will and Grace? Like, why doesn't he just get with her? He they just thought she, that he was a bit of an effeminate straight man. Yeah, they didn't quite understand what yeah. was going on. So it was real. It was real shifty on the NBC front. Anyway, as time went on, they got a little bit more in your face and a little bit braver. And uh, like they, them actually going on dates, risque yeah. stuff. Ki- there's kissing and all sorts. Yeah. Of anyway, yeah. it it moved heavily into a more openly gay arena. And they did it at a good pace as well because people were getting on board with it. It wasn't yeah. people were like, well, this is too in your face and like backpedaling. They, they showed as well the range as well. They showed yeah. that gay people can be like Jack and gay people can be like Will. Gay people can be a lot of different ways. Yeah. It's not just, I should say gay men specifically, can be a lot of different ways. Like you, your, There's a spectrum. Your, your stereotype in your head is not always what is accurate. Yeah. Um, okay. Vice President Joe Biden, at the time Vice President, now current President Joe Biden, made history on NBC's Meet the Press way back in May 2012, becoming the highest ranking U.S. official to openly endorse equal marriage rights for gay and lesbian citizens at the time. Go Joe! And in explaining his thinking, Biden actually credited Will and Grace. He said that yeah. NBC's hit situational comedy about a gay man and his straight female best friend that ran that are roommates that ran on the network from 1998 to 2006 did more to shift public perception on the issue of gay marriage than anything else mm-hmm. and for the history alone you should watch that show now let's talk about the delivery this is one of the funniest shows i have ever seen and one of the great things about it is that i haven't rewatched it so much that i could recite it so the jokes still really hit for me yeah. they still take me by surprise it's sarcasm city <laughs> yeah <coughs> I do I do love sarcasm. It is Sarcasm City. You are the queen of sarcasm. <laughs> so it it is like everybody is Chandler Bing, but a little bit gay. Yeah. We get gay Chandler, everyone. Yeah. This is this Isn't is that gay the dream? Chandler. Isn't that the dream? Let's be so honest. Yeah. So yeah, it, yeah, take the sweater vest off and put a nice turtleneck on. Yeah. It it is. It's it's um I don't know. You could wait. you could keep oh the sweater vest. Oh my god, that's not the point. Okay. Oh, I, I went down a wrong road. I should never have said that. Anyway, um, it it is a fantastically well written show with work. The comedy, like the story writing, is really well done, and it does live in a place of reality as well. Like they they fi- they They're face financial. Issues. Yeah, like they live in New York, and I mean. If Grace was not living with Will, she would be in a she'd, real shit situation. Homeless. They actually have one point where she moves out to try and, and become more independent. But she struggles for a couple reasons. One, she's become very codependent on Will. And that's that's part of the story. But also, financially, she's not in a very good place. She's very codependent financially. Yeah, she He's a lawyer, and she's, she's using some of his, you know... A better way of life has been presented to her because of that. <laughs> And eventually she does marry someone and move out, and she marries... I can't for the life of me remember who she marries. I, I don't want to tell you. I remember... Like, you want me to tell you? No, I remember towards then you got, like, you got Woody it's Harrelson. It's famous singer. You got Harry Connick Jr. She marries Harry Connick Jr. Yeah, I thought play, she did, but then I was like, does he she? He plays a doctor. He plays a doctor. And I remember and I didn't like him that much. I remember watching it, and I don't know I don't if it's remember just why. I don't remember I, I know why. why. I don't remember why I didn't like him, I just remember that I didn't like him. Anyway... 
the point is that I was almost on board with Will switching sexualities and marrying her because I was like, their friendship's so good. I love the finale of this show as well. I think that if they hadn't rebooted the series, which I hate when they do, their, it, no, I hate the time jump when they're when she's at college, isn't she? Did there she like she's dropping her kid off at college, isn't that it? Yes, I hate it. I love. I hate it so I much. Love it. I it love makes it. me so upset. I love the finale. It makes me. So I think upset. it's a great ending to a series. It was bold. It was brave, and it it really concluded. But they did reboot the series and pretended like it didn't happen. So. Which gave me hope. Yes. I haven't seen the reboot, so yeah. don't don't spoil that. I, I feel like it was a perfect time, and uh, I, I don't watch the reboot either. I just continue to love the classic original. Um, there was one episode... That's one of the few series, actually, that I don't own that I wish I did. Will and Grace? I made a big mistake. They used to have it in, like, this little box. Yeah, now it's all have. Mad About You. It's, it's all the other 90s stuff that you can get now. They have Mad About You for, like, 20 bucks at I, Walmart, but I they don't have Will & Grace anymore. You. I have Mad About You. Yeah. Let's not talk about that. Let's talk about the fact that I can't get it at all. No. It is not available. <laughs> it is not available at all. I don't care what version. I would buy any version if it was available, but it is... It's, like obsolete it's out of print they do not make it anymore yeah very sad for me the problem and, is um, the problem is they want to put them together now so now you, they want the original series would you watch it again yes you've twisted me enough that thank I would rewatch it thank you thank you if and you goodnight. owned it if you owned it I would rewatch yeah, it I know D don't <laughs> think that I don't look all the time I am just t constantly scouting it out thinking well that you don't know I might have bought it for your birthday no, you didn't, because it doesn't exist. We're close to my birthday now. What are you going to get me? Oh, my God. Are you and Matt Muchnick on, like, special terms or something? Who's Matt Muchnick? He made the series. No. He's the series creator. No, but I I'll I'll get in touch. Uh, you're you're <laughs> going to get in touch with Matt Muchnick? Yeah. Michnick? Is it Michnick? Is are it... you being a bit much with the oh Muchnick? Oh, my God. What is it? Now I'm, now I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, getting off track with who created the series... Uh, I would, I would, all they're, all they're going to hear in the background. Max, Max Muchnick. Not Matt, Max. I was right the first time. It's Muchnick. Help me, Max. I hope you enjoyed the series that we've discussed today. New Girlfriends and Will and Grace. Go watch them. With your roommate. Go watch yes. them with your roommate. Or with a parent or your friend. Don't watch or it your with child. your child. Don't if watch your it child with your is of a, of a good age, don't watch it with like a toddler. Don't be a Ross. Yeah. That's the moral of the yeah, story. Don't abandon don't your child for your Ross. new friends, new girl, or Will and Grace family. Yeah, or miss new boobs. Yeah. None of that. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed our episode. See you next week. Well, not see you, but Listen next week. <laughs> Bye. Smell you later. <laughs>